The Paunch Stevenson Show. PaunchStevenson.com. Episode 223. Saturday, August 24th, 2013. This is the Paunch Stevenson Show, paunchstevenson.com, episode 223. I am Rob, and you are Greg. Yeah. Should we start off with celebrity deaths? Uh, I guess that was, yeah. Should we start off with celebrity deaths? Uh, I have a link in the Yeah, I know, because you don't. Keep the auto uh, right in there. Well, first of all, I don't think there are any celebrity deaths here, really. Um, There's some. Eh, no. no, well, not even a celebrity, but this is a Paunch Stevenson celebrity. I know. Died. Hey, the big man's dead! <laughs> <laughs> nah, I shouldn't do. <laughs> hey, the big man's back! WWW. <laughs> The kid from Brooklyn.com. <laughs> the voice. The voice of the people. And the big man's always happy to see you. He's dead, man. Is the website wow. still up? Or what's... I, don't, I, probably, I don't even know. The guy had so many websites. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Is he it's, still posting um... videos? How could he still be posting video? What is he? A backlog. Is he Andy Kaufman? <laughs> a backlog. Uh, can you believe <gasps> it? He's dead. Well, I knew that he was in poor, very poor health. Well, I thought he was getting skinnier. He lost a lot of weight. Look, you can book him today. <laughs> He's available for all events. Birthdays. Call, call his phone number now. Should I call it live on the air? <laughs> oh, God. Ready? I don't know if that's the if the number for a... Uh... I'm going to call it. Ready? Should I say the number on the podcast? I mean, it doesn't matter. All right, 201... 201... 286-9119. Ready? I'm going to see what happens. Oh, God. Is that a speaker? So it's whoever, someone disconnected. Yeah, they turned it off. Probably before he was dead. Um, Mike Caracciola. Caracciolo. Olo. He's dead. (laughs) So so I I go into the Starbucks. uh, What's with all these couches all over the place? I gotta give everybody a baseball bat that's on an airline. (laughs) Um, So I found this um, interview he did with some kind of an electrician's union. (laughs) That's strange. So I'll I'll play that. Evidently he has an iPhone app and an Android app. The apps are for if you want to listen to the show, this MTR radio or something. Uh, Oh, that's... 
Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. So, um... So, yeah. well. So, all right. So, the big man, yeah, it was an interview that he did. I found it on YouTube, and I'll just play that. It was like oh, eight or nine minutes. It was actually very informative. All right. Told, he told his whole story. Without cursing. Really? Well, actually, I think he did, but they, you know, they bleeped it out. Oh. All right. So, who else? In fact, he's like, I don't want to curse on your show. And then, like, two minutes later, he kept cursing. Nah. Hey. The guy's like, yeah, that's fine. Don't worry about it. He's like, okay. And then he, every other word was a was a swear word. And it was just beep, beep, beep. Hey, the big man's back. www.thekickfrombrooklyn.com You know, the mail. You know, we must have something in us. An instinct or something, you know. Every time we see a good-looking woman, we can't help but look at them. And when they look I at fell into that building. I went down, 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 and the flames climbed higher. Hey, sir, we went to that Starbucks the other day. You know, they got they got all these fancy things there. Cafe Frappy, Cafe Lotto, Cafe Cappuccino, Cafe this. They charge you five dollars. Five dollars for a cup of coffee with a little squirt. His ever-growing popularity reaching cult icon proportions, we sent our powers Matthew Walton out to visit with the kid from Brooklyn. When he's not pouring out his feelings about anything from gas prices Jersey to Starbucks, boys, you'll find Big Mike Caracciolo here, running his ticket broker's Need a Tommy ticket to a sold-out event? If you've got the cash, Big Mike's your man. $250 a piece. In Caracciolo's office sits two to three hundred tickets to some of the hottest events in the Big Apple. It's a business he fell into by fate many years ago. I tell you, I went in uh, front of Madison Square Garden, uh, maybe... Uh, 40 years ago, and uh, the show was a basketball game. The Knicks uh, were playing the Chicago Bulls, and it was sold out. And uh, the guy said, well, I got a ticket. Uh, it was a $12 ticket. He said, uh, I'll charge you uh, $40. I said, well, what the hell? I mean, I, I, I took it. I went in, and I said, well, I'm sitting in my seat, and I'm saying to myself, well, this ain't a bad business. The guy paid 12 then Maybe he paid 20 for it, and he, he charged me 40 I said, it's a pretty good racket. I, so I got into it, you know, it's like any, any other business. I got into it. I got burnt the first couple of times, but I got to know it good after about a year or two. It was Big Mike's hey, love of sports and bat day at Yankee Stadium that provoked him to vent his opinion via Internet video to a handful of friends. The rest, as they say, this history. Kid from Brooklyn, uh, my computer guy, I'm new to this computer technology. Uh, he come in my office, set up computers. I didn't even know how to work the, the computers. And uh, he says to me, uh, how would you like your own website? I said, well, what are you talking about? He said, well, yeah, I'll show you. He showed me a couple of websites. I said, all right, go ahead, uh, the kid from Brooklyn.com. That, that sounds good. And he says, yeah, we, okay, it's your, I'll buy it for you. It's your site. And he says, yeah, you could say anything you want on the, the videos there up to three, four minutes, and I'll, I'll put them up on the Internet for you. So at first uh, I was a little green. You know, I, uh, I put a couple of videos up there, and I, I, nobody knew about uh, the kid from Brooklyn. It's a, it's a billion sites on the Internet. If you don't know what's there, you're never going to find it. And I just sent it out to friends of mine. I said, here, uh, look at my video today, maybe 10, 12 friends and that's the way it laid for about a year and a half, uh, just making uh, personal videos for friends of mine. And uh, they went out, then I did the bat day, and uh, one of my friends said, well, I, 
I have a, a Super Bowl pool going on this week. I got 1,500 guys in a pool. Is it all right if I send your that day uh, video out with to all my members? I said, well, go ahead. Well, what do I care what you do with it? And uh, he sent it out in, uh, uh, like last November, and it hit like wildfire. I mean, uh, I started getting... Uh, Two, three thousand emails a day, a phone call that drove me crazy. I never thought it would escalate to, to where it is today. Never. Tell me about that day. Tell me about that. Well, that day, uh, can I uh, use profanity on this? Uh, I don't want to offend anybody. Uh, that day, a friend of mine, he comes uh, walking into my office one day and he says, I'm never going back to that Yankee Stadium. He says, Murder. Took me two and a half hours to get in the joint, and he told me to search in my pockets and search in my bags. Meanwhile, it's bad day, and I said, "Well, gee, I'm going to tell uh, tell everybody out there, you know, you know." Uh, a friend of mine went to Yankee Stadium the other day, and uh, they were searching his pockets, and uh, they, they were going through his bags, and, and all kind took him two and a half hours to get in the joint. But meanwhile, it's bad day. They're handing out fifty thousand baseball bats and then i thought in my mind you know the airline should get into this bracket every passenger that boards a plane hand them a baseball bat what can it cost them two three dollars a piece at wholesale now if you're one of these terrorists and you get on that plane what are you gonna do when you see 300 people armed with baseball bats you're gonna stick your finger up your and whistle dixie you're getting the out of there which Dawned on me again. I wish and I pray I was a passenger on that plane and one of them terrorists would come on and pull a box cutter or a knife on me. I hit him over the head and sent him to boot in heaven. And that's the way it was right off the top of the head. No practice, one shot. And that's the way it is. And it became one of the biggest videos I made. It's a kid from Brooklyn. Is it uh, an alter ego of yours? Is it you? That's uh, 100% me. No bull. It's uh, 100% factual, 100% the truth. I try to tell uh, people uh, the truth in a, in a funny way. I try to explain to them what's going on in the world, the different situations, and it's all true. I get thousands of emails and everybody, big man for president, big man, you rock. So, I, you know, I tell the truth. I, I don't lie. I had a lot of advertisers that uh, wanted me to advertise certain products and I refuse to do it because I don't, I don't think the product's worthy of, uh, I don't want people to think that uh, I'm doing it uh, for the money. So uh, actually, uh, I tell advertisers no because I, I, I don't want to endorse your product. I, I'm doing it, uh, basically, that's me. Uh, you know, it's a 100% me. It's, uh, that's the way I am. That's the way I talk. It's no uh, acting involved. There's no uh, bull involved. It's straight me. And uh, I don't know. I'm being honest with you. Uh, I don't like to offend anyone. I stay away from uh, ethnic jokes. I don't want to offend people, no matter what color they are, what nationality, because like I said, we're all the same. Yeah, you, you said it earlier. I mean, you got, you know, college student, got working class. I mean, you know, as, a, as far as a, a target audience or a group of people or a demographic, I mean, you got it all across the board. Is there one, though, that you seems to appeal to everyone else? I mean, is it like uh, young men or young women or older men or military? I mean, if I told you, you never believe me in a million years. I get most of my emails 
uh, from head CEOs of, of large companies, which I don't want to mention, CEOs and uh, managers of all big companies, uh, lawyers, a lot of lawyers, doctors, uh, a lot of educated people, which I was quite surprised with the language and profanity on there, but they, they got a kick out of it. And uh, uh, one man put it, uh, you say and, uh, what the average person's afraid to say, and you put it in your words. I mean, a lot of people, head CEOs of companies, I got thousands of emails uh, of all companies uh, all over the country. And you got it right for the big man. This is the big man, www.thekidfrombrooklyn.com. And the big man's always, always happy to see you. All right, so moving along here, um, I was watching, oh, uh, this is kind of an update. I don't remember which episode this was. I think it was on the show, right, where you mentioned that, uh, um, you mentioned that book that you had read from the, the Belleville Library, like, yeah, 25 years ago. Yes. Okay, so I, I figured, I don't remember when you said that, but I found, we found what the, the book was. Was it episode 222? Two, two, two? Two, I, two, I don't think I put it on 221? No, we did. Yeah, but I didn't write it down specifically. It must have been this one because we were talking about oh, the video right. game stuff. All right. <laughs> anyway, so I figured out, we figured out what it was. It was called Video Invaders. Yes. By Stephen Bloom. That's the one. From 1982. Yes. It was the history of video games. Yes. So um, I went to the uh, the public li same library last week. Belleville, New Jersey. I said, you know what? I, I want to see if this if they actually still have this book. So I went in there and I'm looking at the thing and I see it in there. I was like, oh my god, they still have the book. <laughs> so I asked them like, hey, where's this book? And they look at it and they're like, oh, it looks like someone took the book out. And it was supposed to be returned in January, and they never brought it back. January 2013. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that, that I took it out oh. and never brought it back. Because I know I did definitely bring it back. So we were beaten to the punch ah. of this uh, of this book. Wait, it was supposed to be brought back eight months ago? Yeah, never, they never brought it back. Come on. I don't know. I guess they kept it. Oh. Come on. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what I probably was going to do. I was just, <laughs> just going to keep, keep it to you. No. Give it to you and never bring yeah. it back. Oh, and then I'll get the fines. Ah, okay. <laughs> so, um, um, honestly, no, I would have just put it in my pants and just walked out of it. <laughs> Not that big. So, um, anyway, uh, I can get it on Amazon for like 10 bucks. So... While I was at the library, I was, like, fishing through their catalog there, and I realized they had, like, a newspaper archive or something, which for some reason you cannot access at home, only at the library. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, it's a New, New, New Jersey law. I was like, that makes no sense. What? Why would it be a law? So I, re I saw that they had uh, the high school yearbooks scanned. Ah. So I was looking at them. Now, obviously, I have my, you know, the senior year. I think I even have I the junior year. I have the senior year. I think I even have the junior uh, yearbook. <laughs> but they had the yearbooks scanned when we were freshmen and sophomores. So I was looking through them, and I'm like, hmm, I wonder if maybe I appeared in any of these pic pictures. Do you? No! Uh, you did! <laughs> a couple. 
in a color picture, no less. It won. Angered me. And out of four years, I appeared in one picture. In the background. You're not in a picture in the senior? No, I'm, I'm in, okay. Out of four years, I'm in maybe three pictures. Well, that's more than me. True. So, yeah, I was annoyed by that. So I, I said, ah, Rob, what the, he's in this. And evidently, one of the pictures was the wrong year. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're... Wait, so how did you get the picture, though? So you pull it up in the library, and then how do you save it? Well, I, um, I, I realize how that they structured everything. Yeah. And so I, I realized how they structured everything. So while I was there, I wrote a little program that downloaded it. Seriously? Yeah. You wrote a program? Yeah, well, I wrote a little program. I wasn't going to click on each one. It was like 200. Hey. No, but how, how did you write a program at this library's, shut up! At the library's computer. Um, I just wrote it in, like, Notepad. Wow. What kind of a program? It's a batch file. Wow. Well, I had to put it in Excel to get the actual <laughs> names, and I made a formula so that it would, like, increment the number, because it was by page. Oh, sorry. It was by page. So it was through a web browser. Yeah. Huh. And what if I go to that address right here? You can't get to it. It says it's blocked. Or yeah, it just doesn't, doesn't open. Yeah. So I know. So anyway, so I was looking at those, and it was really weird. You know, I was looking at the uh, the freshman year, the you know, when we were freshmen, sophomore, and you know, I was looking at some of these people, and I was like, oh my god, I remember this guy, I remember this this girl. Dead? Well, no, they weren't. <laughs> they weren't all dead, but I just it was just really weird. You know, as I could, like, if I could picture sort of these people in my head and couldn't, like, remember the names. Yeah. Like who? Ah, oh, just all different people. Um, there was, there was this one girl when I was a freshman who was in my, the art class that I had. Mm. And the teacher was, like, fawning over her. Christine? Yes, but not the last name you're thinking of. Oh. Not. Hey. What? No. No. D. Not her. There was another Christine? You would never but remember. He was, but he did, though. Yes. She had... I mean, we were only in... The, you know, she was a senior at the time. Oh. She had, like... She was very, very, like, tan. But she had, like, um, like bleach blonde. Not bleach blonde, but it was, like... It's really weird. It was like dirty blonde, kind of like nappy kind of hair that was like bleached blonde. It's very hard to explain. Don't know who you're talking about. Anyway, so um, yeah, so I was annoyed that I wasn't in any of the pictures, and you were. And then the other thing I noticed was that they're scanning the color pictures. They scanned okay. Sorry, okay. Pickles. Yeah, I know. Uh, but the <laughs> black and white pictures they scan, you can't see anything. They're terrible. No, yeah. I don't know why. Well, it's also the quality of the yearbook, too. No. Because I've scanned mine. Yeah. And they come out fine, especially if you use the, the whatever the hell that is, the... De-screening. De-screening. Well, you have to. Yeah, then they... Ugh! You have to use the de-screening. I think when I did mine, I didn't. So they're um, not the screen. Yeah, so, then, so then you get all the 
or printing lines. dots. If you can fix that in Photoshop, right? Yeah, you could blur it after the fact. Oh man. Anyway, right, next uh, and next. Um, uh, real fast, uh, I saw that Expendables three. No. Yes. There's a three. Yes, they're making it now. Steven Seagal. Uh, no. Um, uh, Stallone fired Bruce Willis. Why? Because he demanded a million dollars a day. <laughs> million dollars. Like Sean Connery. And instead. You know, I guess like it was probably a bit part, like yeah. in the other one. So instead, they hired Harrison Ford. No, yes. he's going to be in it. No, yes, he actually agreed. I thought yes. Harrison Ford was, uh, <laughs> you know, he was above all that. No, he's reclusive. So Harrison Ford in Expendables. Everybody except Seagal <laughs> has point. been in one of these Expendables, and Michael Dudikoff. No. Um, so speaking of Harrison Ford, I, uh, I have a short movie review. I saw the movie 42. Yeah. Um, that starred him. That was, the uh, Jackie Robinson movie. Yeah, right. It was all right. You know, I mean, I kind of know the story, so I didn't get any surprises there. Right. The thing I didn't like, one thing I didn't like about it, well, one thing I really liked about it is they, like, the period-wise, they got, like, they did, like, CGI of the old stadiums, which looked really cool, because, I mean, the stadiums are gone. Yeah. And that was cool. And the guy who played Jackie Robinson, like, really did the mannerisms, like, of him actually playing baseball really correct. The thing I didn't like was that they named real players or managers by name and kind of embellished some of their racism. And so, like, some of their, like, their their grandchildren or whatever, people still alive in the family, were really annoyed. <laughs> because one lady's like, my grandfather was not a racist, and they, they picked him out to, to be this racist in the movie. And it's maybe not really what happened. No, they, they maybe maybe uh, you know embell- embellished the story. They should have just made it like a fictional person. Oh well. And another quick uh, movie review. So wait, so what did you give it? Thumbs in the middle? I don't do that. <laughs> so what do you? <laughs> Why? Uh, I think it's okay as a baseball movie. I don't. I don't. But think is it? it but great. is it like a rental cable TV movie, or is it like run out and see it immediately? Well, I got it from the red box, but I don't know. I would not go. No, it's not. You don't have to see it immediately. All right. So just wait for it to come on. Yeah. So another quick review. This was on one of the cable channels, the Cinemax lately. Uh, Taken two. Electric boogaloo. (laughs) Finally saw it now. Um, with Liam Neeson. Right. And the whole time that I was watching the movie, I just kept, like, saying to myself, like, like, in every part, you know, everyone that he talked to would be like, I'd be like, um, because, you know, he keeps saying this in these movies, like, he goes to, like, the, you know, he goes to the convenience store. Hello, I'd like a pack of cigarettes. And you're about to be taken. (laughs) Because, like, everything's like, like, you're going to be taken. I'm going to be taken. Your mother's going to be taken. Wait, what is he's the one taking? Yes, him? this time he was taken. So he's the one taking his own family members, but pretending it's other people. <laughs> no, no. So, yeah, so I was watching that, and, and let me tell you, the um, the Dushku family 
who weren't happy about the first Taken, no. negatively portraying the Albanians, uh, will not be any happier about this nah. one. Because, <laughs> because ba- basically the plot is the town that they supposedly came from, the kidnappers from the first film, Yeah, the whole town is full of these like vigilante, like, Russian gangster types. Yeah, of course. And they all, every single, like, every single male of the village came, went to, like, uh, Istanbul. That's where the Taken, you know, the Liam guy was vacationing with his family. They all went there to kill him. Yeah. And he, like, killed them all. <laughs> you know, so... So, what, so what's the rating? No, I don't... Good, medium, or bad? Um... You know, they kind of changed it up where they had the daughter, like, right. in on the action. Right. So. Wait, so who got taken, then? The the the, the father and the mother were uh, taken, not the daughter. Come on, this is, it's like Spy Kids 2, where the parents. No, and here was the ridiculous part. So they take him, right, and they put him in the van. They put, like, a bag over his head. Yeah. And it's so he can't see anything, and they're riding in the van. So as he's riding in the van... He's he's listening to his watch, and you and they show him counting the ticks of the watch, and like things he hears, or like he'll be like uh, one, two, three, four, five, left turn, one, two, three, four, birds chirping, one, <laughs> two, three, stop sign. And he's like, <laughs> come on, I'm serious. How is so this guy does all that, calculated calculates this in his head. He calls up the daughter. She pulls out a map. This guy has her drawing circles on the map. She he, she draws two circles on the map, and he's like, where the circles intersect was one of two places that I am. And then she says, well, this place has something or other. He's like, that's not it. It's the other place. Like, what? <laughs> you did this all from, from memory? No. Come on. No. That's, yeah, it's too ridiculous. I've been taken. Anyway. Yeah, so it was a little, uh, a little crazy. Alright, I have a couple of quick movie reviews. First movie review is called This Is a Disaster. The hell what? Starring David Cross and Aaron Hayes. Okay, never heard. Horrible. Ah! Absolutely horrible. Pulling no punches. It's not even going to be on there. Oh, it is? I don't... I mean, look well, it How did up. you see it? It was on Netflix. Oh. Horrible. I guess it is a disaster. So, real quick. Um, <clears throat> David Cross and his girlfriend are going to this other couple's house for brunch. And it's like all these different couples going yeah. to this house meeting for brunch. And then while they're in the house, the TV goes out, the phone goes out. And they turn on the radio and they're saying that the whole town, there's been all these explosions, bombs going off, and and uh, poison released into the air. Everyone's going to die. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so they're all arguing with each other and what should we do and blah. So then at the end, by the end of the movie, David Cross poisons everyone's wine. <laughs> and he says, listen. Wait, what is this, uh, the hangover? <laughs> so he says, listen, we could all slowly die a very painful, drawn-out death from this uh... poison gas in the air. Or we can just drink the poison wine right now and just get it over with. Wait, why was there poison gas? 
from all the bombs that had gone off. What? I just said! I really wasn't listening, right, but then now it really couples, makes no all sense. All these couples go to a house for brunch. Where, where are these bombs coming from? They're about to eat brunch, the TV goes out, the phone goes out, so they okay. turn on the radio, and the news is saying bombs are exploding in town, and it's releasing poison gas into the air. Oh, okay. We're all gonna die. This is a comedy? It was supposed to be. So, they at the end of the movie, so it's an hour and a half of all the couples arguing with each other over nothing. Then at the end of the movie, David Cross says, we can all die a very slow, painful death from the poison gas in the air, or we can all drink the wine that I just poisoned and, and just die really quick right, right now okay. and get it over with. So the movie ends with them all, he says, okay, ready? One, two, three. And they all pretend to drink the wine, but then, but they don't really drink the wine. So he's like, oh, you guys didn't drink the wine. I said you had to. So I'm like, okay, 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 for real, we'll do it this time. Ready? One, two, three. Oh, you didn't, no one's drinking the wine. Uh, How can you all pretending it? And then it just fades to black with them. They just keep pretending. What? They just keep pretending. Oh my God. Who wrote this? Todd Berger? It was horrible. Burger? Is that the guy from the Transformers? Oh. Burger! No, I think that was Eric Burger. No, Sean Burger. Sean Burger. It was definitely Burger. Yeah. No, anyway, it was horrible. Thumbs down. Thumbs down. Uh, It's a disaster. 2012. All right, next. The other movie was called... Look this one up. Nature Calls. (laughs) It's Ace Ventura. No, no, no. no. Trust me. <laughs> oh, alrighty then. A 2012. Oh God! But, I mean, come on, Pat Oswalt, Johnny Knoxville. I mean, Patrice. O'Neal. Patrice O'Neill died. So this was a movie where uh, Johnny Knoxville is a dad, and he has all these children over to his house for his son's birthday party. And Patton Oswalt is a Cub Scout, uh, whatever you call leader or whatever. Mm. Um, and he wants all the children, instead of being at Johnny Knoxville's house watching TV, he says, hey, the children should be out camping and exploring right. nature. So in the middle of the night, he goes into the house and kidnaps all the children. But- puts him into a van and brings him to this forest. Why is it every movie Patton Oswalt's in, he's a psychopath? <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, the children, it's one of these things where the children actually end up liking the forest uh, and they end up learning <laughs> about camping and hiking. Wasn't this a terrible Chevy Chase movie with Jonathan Taylor Thomas? Probably. So then, of course, Johnny Knoxville and all the other parents are going crazy. Like, we're going to kill this guy. What's he doing? Uh, he kidnapped our children. But then, so then they all find out he went to the forest and then they, they, um, they try to rescue the children, but yeah. they're like, no, we like it here. You're not listening to us. We like it here. But since all of the parents don't know anything about being in a forest or yeah. hiking or whatever, they all get injured and poisoned and stuff. So then the children end up having to rescue oh, the parents God. and bring them back home to safety. Awful. Yeah, it was really bad. I hate movies it like this. It was really, really bad. Thumbs down. You don't, you don't have anything better to watch than this garbage? On Netflix streaming, it's a lot of garbage. Listen. What about listen, all the things on, I've told on, you to watch? Time out, time out, time out. 
Listen, the Netflix streaming selection. I know, because they lost all the movie studios. Netflix streaming. What is it, $8 a month? TV shows? Beautiful. Beautiful selection. Old TV shows. Are, movies? Horrible selection. Yeah, I know, because they lost all the, the, the <laughs> contracts they didn't want to pay for. Just horrible. Um, well, now, wait a minute. I have one more. Ugh. Um... Look up View from the Top. View to a Kill? No. I think I've seen this. View from the Top? <clears throat> yeah, I've seen this. Yeah. What? Gwyneth Paltrow? Yeah, I've seen this. The, so, the flight attendant. Yeah, so it's from, it's from 2003. 2003. Yeah. It was supposed to come out in uh, December 2001. Oh, because the 9-11 they... Yeah, but then after time. September 11th, the movie studio delayed it because they thought people would get mad that it's a yeah. movie about airplane uh, stewardesses. They didn't or... crash. So anyway, again, Netflix streaming. This uh, was known as a box office bomb. As our, as our many movies. I've never even heard of this before. Yeah, so anyway, I've seen this before. Is Gwyneth Paltrow... <laughs> Christina Applegate, Candace Bergen, and Rob Lowe, and Mike Myers playing this cross-eyed guy. Mark Ruffalo. Would I say it's a... Put it this way. It's definitely not thumbs down. Yeah. But... I guess I'll give it a thumb. No. No. You know what? Thumbs down. Forget I was going to be generous and give it thumbs in the middle. Thumbs down. Forget it. The only saving grace to this movie was the uh, the costuming of uh, Christina Applegate and uh, oh the, the bikini and uh, you know and, and you know that kind of st- and uh, what's her name Gwyneth Paltrow. Otherwise, it, there's no reason to watch it. It's terrible. Yeah, thumbs, it's an absolutely down. horrible movie. Thumbs down. Look at what that was um, funny. Look at what if you go down. Look at what Gwyneth Paltrow calls it. Uh, she called it terrible and. A view from my ass. <laughs> a view from my butt. Now wait a minute. Now I have uh, I have a problem with that because if I'm Gwyneth Paltrow, I'm reading the script. It's a horrible script, and I accept uh, to do it because they're paying me a million dollars. Well, you know, sometimes I'm, and then I'm going to turn around uh, and make fun of the movie after uh, I got my million dollar check. But some, that's unprofessional. But sometimes, like for instance, this was produced by Brad Gray, who was uh, big shot with HBO for a number of years. For instance, so a lot of times they do these things to get in tight with a producer, director. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, but then she's mocking it afterwards. Well, Why didn't know. she return the paycheck then? Look, Michael Caine does that with every movie. <laughs> oh, all right. So it's usually all terrible. Right. All right, true. Um, uh, speaking of movies... Well, wait a minute. So, so real quick, view from the top. Gwyneth Paltrow plays a stewardess. Yeah. What you she, said? She wants to get a better <laughs> job at a better airline, but then yes. Christina Applegate... Like, cheats on the Ooh. test and stabs her in the back, and then they end up fighting on the airplane. <laughs> yeah, it's I just not know. good. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, <laughs> I may save these. Oh, so I saw, um, I didn't see the actual documentary, I just heard about it. There's a documentary called Bankrupt by Beanies. 
What is that? It's about Beanie Babies. Ah. And this one family, I think in California. Wait, what? Bankrupt by Beanie? The father, during the Beanie Baby craze, opted. This is, I swear to God, this is his excuse. He said, you know, I was thinking, you know, of investing, you know, money or saving money for the kids' tuition, college tuition. I don't know how many kids they had, three, four. Right. He's like, but I figured this would be a better approach. We'd be able to make more money off of it. Off of dolls? So wait, so during the Beanie Baby craze, this maniac spent almost (laughs) $100,000 on Beanie Babies. Wait, he would for, buy for, for for Spaceman David. Anyone else who's in <laughs> England, that today that would be the equivalent of what two hundred thousand pounds and probably hundred no no hundred and fifty thousand. No, pounds. it's the opposite. So it's it would be like uh, oh no yeah you're right sixty thousand right. right. yeah. pounds sixty thousand something you're right. like that. Sorry, <clears throat> yes, it would uh, sixty thousand pounds <laughs> on stuffed animals, stuffed uh, animals that are worthless, stuffed animals. They're probably worth a thousand dollars. If even stuffed animals. So this he idiot invested his children's college money in stuffed animals. So I'm, I'm reading this this explanation and I'm like, <laughs> come on! At first I'm thinking, okay, so he bought Beanie Babies thinking they would go up in value because maybe he didn't have enough money to pay for the college tuition. Then they say he spent a hundred thousand dollars. I'm like, we well, had the money. <laughs> you had he, it. Wait, you spent he would have been better off just leaving it in a savings yes. account. Well, I guess. The problem is what happened was this guy turned into like a hoarder slash, yeah. you know, compulsive, right. whatever. I mean, he it was the thrill of the chase for him. Whenever a new one came out, he'd camp out for it. He'd go to every toy store for it. It's what like did, uh, hold, uh, some of our friends do that now with the Transformers. Yeah. What did his wife do? I, I don't. I don't. Kick I guess she just out? no. I don't. she went along with it. Did they interview his children and like dad? Oh yeah, they were all on. I think one of the kids was the one who made the documentary. I'm not sure, but so were they, they were mad at him? I guess. Were I don't they know. angry I, with him? Like I hate my dad. He's dead to me. What a, I don't. I didn't watch the documentary. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. I forgot to watch. I think it was on Amazon for free or something. Wow. I forgot to watch it, but that's just embarrassing. I mean, just the gist of it. I'm thinking about this, and I'm like, oh my god, a hundred that. So they were shot, like, I was watching, like, clips, like, a trailer and, and pictures. And this guy had, like, his whole ha- garage, basement, just full, wall-to-wall, you know, floor-to-ceiling of plastic crates with Beanie Babies. And they're all, like, you know, marked on the, the basket, you know, the bins, what, right. what's in there. And not only that, not only did he spend 100000 the guy had spent the tons of money. Remember they used to have the little plastic containers you yes. put them in? He had them in that. So even more money spent uselessly. So what is he going to do with these things now? They're useless. I know. They're worthless. They really are. I don't think any of them were worth anything. Not now. Not even then. Maybe for a couple of weeks after each one came out when you couldn't get them. But they were mass produced. Uh. Even forget about the sentimental value and whether there's people who like collecting them or whatever. I'm sure there are. Right. But they were mass produced to the, to the hills. There, there's no way any of these could be worth any money. Well, of course not. <laughs> They're stuffed animals. Ah, oh, boy. Come on. Um, 
the last thing I was going to mention, uh, do you have anything else? Uh, I don't, did you see this? This guy, um, created a Super Mario Brothers clone for the Atari 2600. Oh, yeah, he wrote that the Super... No. Princess Rescue. Just Princess Rescue. Yeah, yeah. For the Atari 2600. Now, let me just say, if you pause it for a sec. Why? It's running. Oh, just let it run. Let me just say that from a technical perspective... Yeah. Oh, there it goes. It's extremely impressive. Yeah. From a... Would I have fun... (laughs) Would I have had fun playing this perspective? I don't know. You know, I was playing... Because this has literally... Has every single world, you know, interpreted... Mm. In the game, original game. Right. And I've played it. I was trying to get through the first, you know, four worlds or whatever... And there's some parts that are kind of difficult just just because, you know, the way you had to program it. Right. Um, getting the gist of it. But it's actually pretty fun. Believe it or not. But here's my thing. I was playing it with a Genesis controller. Here's my question, though. Is if this were programmed in a way that... Because, like, see how the... I don't know. Well, that, yeah. If it were programmed more to look like an Atari game and less to tr- try to look like a Nintendo Entertainment System game, would it actually have benefited? Oh. With like a smaller Mario and oh. more you defined mean, like, look like Mario Brothers or something? Uh, I don't think he could. I mean, look, the game has scrolling. <laughs> it scrolls. It has the real music and I sound know. effects. Yeah, the, the music is it's very insane. good. Insane. I know. So this this is a homebrew. Oh yeah, yeah, homebrew. One one person made this. Yes. And it's for sale on AtariAge.com. You're going to be taken. 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 You're going to be taken.